Spider-Man No Way Home is hitting theaters, and it is packed with... No, no, I can't really say that. Spider-Man No Way Home is hitting theaters, and wait till you see... No, I can't say that either. Spider-Man No Way Home is hitting theaters, and this is my review of it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my non-spoiler review of Spider-Man No Way Home. That's right. This will be a spoiler-free review, although I will say I'm going to constrain what I talk about to things that have already been revealed in the trailers. So if you haven't seen the trailers and you don't know anything about that, then you may want to skip ahead uh, because uh, that that's what I consider non-spoiler. If it's been seen in a trailer, then it's fair game to be discussed, although not in depth, not in a way that gives spoilers for the movies. If you haven't seen it in a trailer, then it is completely off limits. This is the kind of movie that you don't want spoiled for you, and I think everybody knew that going in, that there were definitely some things going on that we didn't know about, and there is a lot, even more than I think some people have speculated with this film, that I wouldn't dream of spoiling. So this is your non-spoiler warning. We will be doing a spoiler review on the channel later this weekend, and it's actually going to be kind of tough to talk about this movie without going into spoilers, and I think it's one of the strengths of this film. It's no secret that there are returning characters because we have seen people like Doc Ock and Green Goblin, etc. in the trailers for this film, but I like that I can't really talk about them that much or how they're used because that's an indication that their presence in the movie isn't just to be there. They play intricate roles in this film and there are so many different things going on in this movie that I was worried going in that, well, there are actually a few things that I was worried about. So why don't we address all of them? Because I will say up front that all of my fears and all of my worries about different things in the film were completely uh, unfounded. They were avoided or allayed or satisfied by what happened in the film. So let's start there because this is a movie that I liked very much. Let's start with what I was a little worried about going in and what I can say about why those weren't things that I was worried about coming out of the film. First of all, from the trailers that we saw, the entire thing with Doctor Strange, I kind of reserve judgment on that as far as casting this spell uh, because there is more to it when you get in the movie, and I think that's a good uh, case of the fact that you shouldn't always judge a movie or get worried about a movie from something that you see in the trailers because I know a lot of people have kind of said, like, well, would Doctor Strange do that, etc.? There is much more nuance to it when you see it in the film. But I did worry about how this movie was going to fit into the MCU altogether. The fact that we're bringing in the multiverse, I didn't know how that was going to gel with what we've learned in Loki and what we've learned in WandaVision. And is this going to be some kind of a transitory bridge or what exactly is the role of the film going to be? And this movie actually surprised me in a lot of ways. And I will say that that it's not exactly as advertised, but in a good way, because this is both a bigger and a smaller movie than I think a lot of people are are going to be expecting. And the thing that was most important for me was that this was not a movie about the what, which is basically like, what is in it? And it's not a movie about the who, where the driving thing is who is in it. This is a movie that is driven by how and why. 
Why are these characters here? How do they affect Peter Parker's life? How does this move the character forward? This is the main crux of this film. This is very much a story about Peter Parker, played by Tom Holland, about what happens to him leading out of Spider-Man Far From Home, how it affects his life, the steps that he tries to take to change this, and then the consequences of that. And that was something else that I was worried about going in was, is there so much going on with this film? Both the stuff that we've seen, the stuff that's been rumored, the stuff we don't know about, that we're going to lose the track of what happens to Peter in this film because he's the character that we're supposed to be worried about the most and engaged with the most in this entire franchise. If this movie was just a procession of these villain characters that we've seen in previous Spider-Man films, then it would be a parade of faces, but it would also feel kind of empty. This movie does not feel empty in the least. As a matter of fact, I think that it is the most essential Spider-Man story of this iteration of Spider-Man, the one in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's the one that gives Tom Holland the most chance to shine and as weird as it seems given how many different people we've already seen in the trailers for these films it actually focuses on Spider-Man unencumbered from Iron Man unencumbered from the Avengers this is the first real Spider-Man movie in my opinion in the MCU so far in that he's not sharing billing with other characters and that's not to say that there weren't great Spider-Man moments in Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home because I really really like both of those movies but they were also tied to Tony Stark and the legacy of Tony Stark etc this one is about Peter Parker and as such Tom Holland I think turns in his best performance as Spider-Man in any MCU film because he's given so much material to work with. This is an essential Spider-Man story in all of the Spider-Man films. I, I don't like to do rankings, especially because, you know, I've had a few years at least to sit with the other Spider-Man films, but just coming out of this one and even trying to sort of divorce myself from the moment here and just look back at the structure of the story and what they did with the character, etc. I would say that this movie for me right now sits in my a plus tier, uh, S plus, whatever you want to call it, of Spider-Man films alongside Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire and Into the Spider-Verse, which are two fantastic Spider-Man movies. This also spills over to the rest of the supporting cast. Zendaya has won me over as MJ, and I think it's because they've actually given her as a character more to do. She kind of put me off in Spider-Man Homecoming because I felt that she was just kind of there to go, mm. now she is part of the gang. I feel like she's now on equal footing with Ned, who's played by Jacob Batalon. He's been one of my favorites from the very beginning. It's not necessarily a Zendaya thing, although I do think that she has grown as an actress in the years since Spider-Man Homecoming came out. It's more the fact that it now seems like like they know what to do with her character. And that's also a big part of why I'm not all for keeping characters in the dark about secret identities and stuff because you put up a wall between that character and your main character. With MJ knowing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, with the world knowing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man from the end of the previous film, you, you've lost so many of these barriers and you have so many more interesting ways to go with what you can do with all of these different characters. And so I, I actually uh, thought that Zendaya was, this was her best movie. Uh, Ned, of course, always 
a highlight, a great guy in the chair, uh, and, and there's a little more exploration of his friendship with Peter as well. And you even get people like Flash Thompson, played by Tony Revolori. A lot of these school figures aren't in the film very much because this is the least school-centric of all of the Spider-Man films. It feels kind of like the later Harry Potter movies where Hogwarts was kind of in the rear view because there are bigger things going on. Uh, but still, the people that we do see that were in the previous Spider-Man films in the MCU uh, always stand out because they're great comic actors and they have some really funny moments in the movie. When we talk about the returning villains, it is a great stable of actors. I mean, of the ones that we have seen and have been confirmed, we've got Jamie Foxx, we've got Alfred Molina, we've got Willem Dafoe, and they're all great in this movie. It's good to see Jamie Foxx get a little bit of a second shot at being Electro uh, besides just The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and he kind of makes this character more of his own. Not that it's completely inconsistent with what we know from The Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, but you just allow Jamie Foxx to inject a little bit of more of himself, of his own personality, uh, into that character. Uh, Alfred Molina, always great to see as Doc Ock. As I mentioned, Spider-Man 2, uh, one of my other top Spider-Man movies, and that's because that character has so much emotional real estate to explore, and they don't freeze these characters in time, and that's what I also like, is you don't just bring back villains to spout the same lines that they spouted in other Spider-Man films. There is some room for exploration there, uh, and so I, I like that you bring someone like Alfred Molina back and you don't waste him, but it's probably no surprise here that the standout is Willem Dafoe. He's the standout in almost every movie that he's I mean, the guy is just uh, magnetic. The camera loves him. He knows exactly what he's doing, and it's a great role. I loved his role as Green Goblin. It's one of those actor-character synthesis things where I can't really imagine anyone else playing that role, and he does the absolute most that he can do with the material that he's given in this movie, which is pretty strong. If I was going to single out one character as kind of the odd character out, I do think that it is Doctor Strange. He pretty much exists in this movie as an inciting incident and then other events sort of take center stage uh, and so I, I do feel like he was the, the character that sort of had to be included in this movie in order for the movie to happen but it is very possible that there are events in this film that can then echo down into his own movies uh, but when you look at this narrative at this story he's the character I think that uh, that doesn't quite fit in or tie in as importantly as the other ones do because this is a story like I said about Spider-Man and the people in his life and these villains that have been brought over from other places. Uh, and so Doctor Strange doesn't quite fit into that narrative as well. It's not necessarily a problem with the movie. It just seemed like this was a means to an end. Spider-Man No Way Home is easily the best MCU film, and really I would say MCU project since Avengers Endgame. I know it's only been two years or two and a half, but it feels a lot longer than that. And I know some people would say, like, well, that's not very high praise. But I do mean it as high praise because it's got a lot of laughs. It's also got a lot of heart. This is a very emotional film because, again, you have this iteration of Spider-Man in the MCU really dealing with that character full on for the first time. And there are some things that are in store here for the character that I think couldn't have been done in other films where you have to worry about so many other things that tie into the MCU. But this movie has so much heart and so much love for the character. And that's what I've loved about this Spider-Man from the very beginning. It's what I love about Tom Holland's performance. He is still my favorite cinematic Spider-Man after this film. And it's because he obviously cares so much about this character. Uh, and you have a director in John Watts who you can tell also really cares for this character of Spider-Man. 
And this is so much about the emotion and the emotional toll of being Spider-Man from the very first frame of the film. And it's a great Spider-Man story. And for a person like me who was worried, that was perhaps my biggest worry going in, was that this would just be a sort of kitchen sink thing where you're just throwing in everybody for this to actually come out and be a really great Spider-Man story and Spider-Man movie is really fun because on top of that, you get everything else that this movie has in store for you, which is just sort of, you know, uh, icing on the cake. So many times a movie sets out to pull off a big thing like we know that this movie is trying to pull off and falls short. Here there's an attempt to pull off something big and it actually works because it does what's important. It doesn't lose track of the character and the emotion and the heart that's at its center. I always think that it's important to manage your expectations going into a film and if you're going in expecting the best Marvel movie ever, then I don't necessarily know if it's going to reach those heights, but I think if you go in expecting one of the best Spider-Man movies ever, I think this is definitely one of those. It's sort of a synthesis of new and old, and that's not an easy thing to pull off. It's kind of a tricky combination. This movie pulls it off really, really well, and it's sort of the best possible version I could think of of what they're doing with this film and what they're trying to do. And it's going to be a really fun movie to do a spoiler review for because uh, I can guarantee you it's going to be longer than this review. I'm actually seeing the movie again on Thursday night for opening night and I'm going to be bringing literally a pencil and pad because I want to sit and take notes because there are so many moments and things and just uh, twists and turns uh, in this movie that I want to make sure that I can remember to talk about in my spoiler review. There's so much to get into and so much that I that I, I could say right now but that I can't really say and honestly I don't want to say because this is the kind of movie that you are going to want to experience for yourself if you're on the fence about seeing it early I would recommend go to it early so that the different twists and turns aren't spoiled but again I would also say that if something does get spoiled for you or if you're like well I don't care who's in it or what's in it because uh, you know uh, then I'll know everything I need to know about the movie again I would remind you this is not necessarily a movie about the who and the what but the how and the why and I think that that reason that reason alone that it's more concerned with how and why these characters are here and how they influence Spider-Man and why it's important that's why Spider-Man No Way Home works you could put in all the familiar faces that you wanted if you didn't have a great story to back it up it wouldn't be a great movie this, I think, is a really, really strong movie. I would say a great Spider-Man movie. There's one thing that I think everybody can agree on, which is that I think we should all be happy for Andrew Garfield because whether he's in this movie or not, come Thursday night, Friday, he gets his life back. The man can do an interview. He can promote a movie. He can campaign for an Oscar. My God, if you've seen him in Tick, Tick, Boom, the guy is incredible. He gets his life back. So I would like to pitch that in addition to Spider-Man Celebration Weekend, this is also... Andrew Garfield Liberation Weekend. Let's all take a moment and leave Andrew Garfield alone. For God's sake, let the man live his life. I'm not the werewolf. I promise you I am not the werewolf. So those are my non-spoiler thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home. As I mentioned, come back probably on Friday-ish, I'm thinking, for a spoiler review, an in-depth spoiler review, because there's so much that I uh, I want to talk about, uh, but I'm not going to. I can't just yet. Uh, so come back later this week. Also, we're doing the 12 reviews of Christmas leading up to Christmas Day. Tomorrow, I will have a review of The Kingsman, the much, 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 much delayed prequel to The Kingsman franchise. 
franchise. So I look forward to telling you my thoughts on that film. That'll be opening up next week as we get closer to the Christmas holiday. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget, if you want to see anything else that I'm up to, you can check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dan Merle. Also, if you prefer podcasts, you can get everything that I do here on YouTube on my podcast channel. Thank you so much for watching this review. I hope that you're as excited about this movie as I am. If you are pumped up for this movie, I think you're going to be happy, and I think this is going to be a really enjoyable weekend for you. No matter what you decide to do, stay safe out there. Come back this weekend for the full spoiler review, and I'll see you on the other side. Bye.